You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast, brought to you by Blessed to Death. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're now tuned in to the newest episode of the AZ Zaru Bruce podcast. This is your boy Raynell Jamal, and I got my brother in the building. Who's in the building with me today? This is your boy Jay Davis. Hope all is well with all the tribe. Um, if you want to follow me on any of my social media, you can find me at JA Davis II both on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you want to read any material or see any uh, um, of my drum videos, um, that I posted from the past. You can uh, find me at www.jdavis.co. Yes, sir. You can hit me up on my socials, uh, Facebook, Twitter, IG, at R-A-Y-N-E-L-L-J-A-M-A-L, Raynell Jamal. Hit me up on my website, raynell-jamal.com. And uh, get this episode and previous episodes on Apple Podcasts and on Google Play. Shout out to uh, Anchor. You were on Spotify, too. So, you know what I'm saying? Tribe, spread the word. Let the people know we're here because 2020 is coming in hot. Hot, hot, hot. It's coming in hot, ladies and gentlemen. So hot. And, man, we're man, we, we not even three weeks in. We're not even three weeks in, bro. Too much is going on. Too much. Like, R. Kelly females is, is, is fighting on social media. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and in real life. In real life. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Surviving R. Kelly shocked me yet again. I, I can't even do it, brother. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. I can't. <laughs> Don't do it. It's going to disturb your spirit. Bruh. You know what I'm saying? Can't so even do it. It's just too much. You know what I'm saying? We got a uh, we got uh, a lot going on. And we're gonna discuss some topics. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but uh, how was your New Year's? It was easy. It was easy. Like, bro, I uh, I had a gig with um with Anthony Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, we got this little res. No, not a little residency, but we got this residency um in uh, Highland, California, from six to nine. Yes. Man, just fun. Quick to the point. Yeah. Got home. I didn't yeah. even see the countdown this year. Probably the first time in like 13 years that I didn't see the countdown. That's what's up. That's I what's fell up. asleep. Yeah, yeah. It was it was necessary. I mean, I think a lot of us fell asleep. A lot of grown folks fell asleep. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like some chill at the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know a lot of y'all was out there partying and doing heathen things. Heathen, heathen we things pray heathen friends. Though, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good, though. I mean, we wanted to go somewhere, but, you know, we just couldn't make that happen. This nah, year. I feel you. But next year, we're going to do what we want to do. You know what I'm Afro saying? Afro go-go. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get up an Afro go-go. You know what I'm saying? Afro beat situation. Uh, but, yeah, um, it was – okay, that's dope, bro. Yeah, that's man. Dope. That's dope. Yeah. I just chilled at the house, bro. Me and my lady, we got together, and we just chilled, cooked. I made some, bro, my black eyed peas. Bomb. It's a problem. Yeah, I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to make them and give you some, brother. You know what I'm saying? Potluck, we did potluck situation. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, prime. sir. You know what I'm saying? My lady, she was all trying to tell me how to do it, and I say, you know what? I got this. Be served today. Chocolate, I got this. That's Relax. what's up, man. She tasted them. She was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." I was like, "I told you." You know what I'm saying? Mama gave me the recipe. Now I'm just bringing it to you. The big things popping. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. Other than that, it was good, man. Uh, how was your uh, Christmas? Christmas was necessary. Bro, I probably I rested a lot. Yeah, yeah. I rested a lot during like I had some gigs and stuff like that. Um but man, for the most part I rested and I just chilled, man. We watched a lot of basketball, we ate a lot of fried chicken, mm-hmm. red beans and rice yams. Yeah. All that good, good. All that good, good. Yeah. So, man, 
I feel you, bro. Same here, man. Just, you know, kicked it with the family or whatnot. Bro, man, that's so dope. You know, watch the game and everything like that. So, so you know, dope, so dope. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we here in 2020s, ladies and gentlemen, and we just we just happy to be here with y'all. Yeah, Hit y'all with another episode. We got a lot more coming this year. We hope y'all just stick with us. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a vibe this year with the tribe. Oh it's yes, be a vibe with the tribe this year. You feel me? That's so, a song. Le- hey, you know what That's I'm saying? Song. It's, a, it's gonna be a vibe with the tribe. So just look, we want y'all to spread the word. Please share this. Please, with everybody. Look, I was checking the numbers out, and I usually don't check the numbers. But the last time I posted our last two episodes, I was checking the numbers, and yo, the biggest people was really rocking with that Kanye West episode. No way, brother. Numbers was like crazy. No way. Yeah, it was like the most we ever had. No way. Time. So hey, I don't know how many how. Y'all was listening to it, if y'all was sharing it, but a lot of people was rocking with it. We just want to thank y'all for that. You know, a lot Yo. of people, we got a lot of great response from that episode. Um, and for those who were new listeners who decided to rock with us because of that, for those who just listened or you passed that episode along because you like our takes or our point of view on it, yo, we thank you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We we gonna bring you more of that heat more of that good chicken you know what i'm saying yeah we call it that pot liquor we'll give you some more of that pot liquor you know what i'm saying in 2020 you know what i'm saying yeah but uh yo that's it, it, a blessing we, we i wasn't expecting that and i just completely overlooked it and i just like happened to see it while i was posting the last episode because you know I, I don't focus on numbers i feel like you know you can't really measure impact yeah and one thing i noticed about doing this podcast is a lot of people that listen to this podcast that i would never thought would listen to it got you that are some of my homies or colleagues or friends or people yeah. like that you know what i mean so it's like uh we appreciate that and just please continue to rock with us you know be a part of the tribe yeah you know what i'm saying be a part of the vibe that we're creating a part of the tribe you know what i'm saying get you an az and a root brew and a root brew get you some water if you need to if you partake of the other libations that's between you you know what i'm saying what just, you do just be careful just be responsible ladies and gentlemen be responsible that yo and listen you know what i'm saying if you listen to us on your way to work while you at work, just try to keep your laugh down. True but, story. You know what I'm saying? Keep your laugh down. True keep story. The, hold the tears back. You know what I'm saying? We might touch some things this year. We, oh, we're we going to touch some We're going to touch some things this year. We're going to get into that ticker. You that know what I'm tick, saying? That ticker we're gonna music. We're going to get into the recesses of the heart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the corridors. <laughs> the corridors. The vessels. You <laughs> the pathways. <laughs> you know, we're going to get up in there. But we want to just keep it real. So, you know, just, hey, just enjoy and spread the word. That's what we asking you. But we got some things we want to talk about so far, and uh, it's a lot of things happening. Like this episode is entitled "2020 is coming in hot" because it's 2020 came in hot. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, like real, real. Um, which one you want to tackle first? Let's go. Let's let's tackle the the sports stuff first because All I right. think yeah I think we just, let's just go in order because I think that last one I think uh, it can take some time. They all can take some time. Yeah, all right. But, all no, right. I think we should go to the first one. Because, you know, like, what I'm realizing, um, and I just want to shout out uh, uh, my team from my job. Um, it was really cool, man. They really love uh, – actually, I shared, so it was kind of funny. Like, um, they found out that I had a podcast. And people were like, oh, man, I want to know about the podcast. I would, you know. So what I end up doing is I end up sharing particular episodes based on people's personalities. Mm-hmm. So one one of my coworkers, I hooked her up with the Kanye West uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Another coworker, I hooked her up with uh, the end of the 2019 episode, mm-hmm. which she really enjoyed. Really, really enjoyed hey, that's a that. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and I hooked up another one with uh, with uh, the debut. I took her back to season two or three mm-hmm. when I released. Uh, uh, 
Still I Rise uh-huh. from uh, with Dre Murray. Right, right. So I took her all the way back. I was mm. like, we got to take them to the journey. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I like can't that. Just, just can't tell them I to. I like the way you said I gave them episodes according to their personality. Bro, you got to. Hey, man, 2020 came in hot for J. Davis. <laughs> he already started off with a word. You feel me? He already started it off. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I was like, but it was really cool because I think, um, because I think like, before we jump into our stuff, I think what's really, um, I remember I used to have like discussions with people and they were like, man, like what's the focus of your podcast, you right. know, or, you know, some would give tips, some would give, you know, feedback. And I'm like, you know, the, the end of the, at, at the end of it all, what we're trying to do is present healthy perspectives mm-hmm. from young millennial gentlemen. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And of course, like, because of who we are, our, or subject matter can spread. You know what right, I mean? Right. But we just really want to inspire people. You know what I mean? And so you, like, we, of course, there's some things that we're going to step up on and we want to be more interactive. Um, but also what we want to do is ensure, like, man, like, you know, be the tribe, you know, share share it out. So, yeah, let, no, but we got some, like, 2020 came in hot, hot. And uh, I'll start it, I'll start us off. So, um, so recently um recently actually no you can start off i think you can set this one back up a little up okay so not yeah to, uh, the other day yes, sir. uh the oklahoma city thunder was uh paying tribute to russell, russell westbrook, westbrook because he was making his return since the trade um and for those who don't know um during the summertime russell westbrook was traded to the houston rockets for chris paul so um, it was his first game back at Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they paid him a tribute video, gave him a standing ovation and everything. While this was taking place, um, literally while this was taking place on Twitter, um, former NBA player, NBA champion, um, Kendrick Perkins, Kendrick Perkins tweeted out that in 30 minutes, I'm going to go on ESPN and I'm going to tell everybody why uh, Russell Westbrook is Mr. Thunder. He's the greatest player that the Oklahoma City Thunder has had. Why he said that another sports journalist responded and was like, basically like, oh, so is he the greatest because um, basically was saying like, how can you say that because of Kevin Durant? And he said the only thing that Russell Westbrook did was lead him to the second round of the playoffs or whatever. And Kendrick Perkins responded back to that dude, something along the lines. Let me just read it. Let me, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to paraphrase. Let's, let's, let me, let's let get me the, give the, you the real juice. You dig? Because I sent it to the to the group chat. And we decided that we're going we gonna to talk about this. we got to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me read it out in the order that it was presented. Um, excuse me. Excuse now, me. you didn't give us the... Uh, you didn't give us that full on that beginning uh, discussion. So you were doing right. You're on it. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, this journalist jumped in and um, what Kendra Perkins responded with was he was like, Katie left. Katie left and left the door wide open for Russell Westbrook to walk in and take that mantle, basically. Yeah. Um, And. And he said, uh, Kendra Perkins said, Katie lost in the second round with Russ when I was there. So what what that mean? And then Kevin Durant responded, yeah, and our starting center, Kendrick Perkins, averaged a whopping two and three during that series. You played hard, champ. You played hard, though, champ. Kendrick Perkins responds, boy, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history. Three explanation marks. 
mm. up on a team 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals and then go join them the following season. Heart of a champion right there. Kevin Durant response, weak is starting at center, playing real minutes with no production. Should have worked on your skills as much as I did. Kendrick Perkins then checkmated the brother. He said, that's fine. You work hard. You worked that hard and still had to go join a 73 and 19. Truth be told, you didn't even feel like a real champ. You have hard time sleeping at night, huh? sleeping at night, huh? Knowing that you took the coward way out. And ladies and gentlemen, the internet and the sports NBA community has gone wild. Has went went ablaze. So me and Jeff was kind of talking about. It. I put it in the group chat, and uh, I, I was looking at everybody's perspectives on it. Stephen A. said what he had to say. Skip, you know, all of Chris Broussard. All, all, all the pundits, there. journalists had their views on it. What was your thoughts? Dang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was my that was my initial my initial thoughts. Yeah, I was shocked. When, now, I, when I was reading what, she, what, what Perk said, I was shocked. Yeah. Now, I would say this. Y'all know that KD is still one of my favorite players, injured yeah, or not. Yeah. Um, As a player. Yeah. Um. I this is how this is how I look at the situation. You know, um how do I say this? I'm just gonna say how how I feel it. Um I feel like sometimes us as humans, sometimes we wanna prove how much we we wanna be great. And um and so instead of just allowing our stats and our top of strength speak for themselves, like we're still trying to prove our relevance. Mm-hmm. In situations that are not necessary, and I kind of feel like Katie, like I feel like Katie got in a fight that he didn't have to get in. Right. I feel like I feel like um, like your your two your two your two teams removed since you've been with the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Really. Right. You know what I mean. Right. Is it? And it was your choice. Right. Right. Um. You know, it's different, like, if you're, like, a Shaq. Right. And, like, you decide to leave Orlando. You decide to leave Los Angeles. You find yourself in Miami. And then you find yourself popping up to, like, different teams. Different teams. Right. But every situation that you've engaged in is completely your choice. Absolutely. Like, your decision to go to Golden State. I still don't think that Golden State was a cowardly move. Right. I don't. Um... I think that the move out of Golden State was more than a basketball move. Mm-hmm. I still stick by that. Mm-hmm. Still stick by that. And I think I said that in episodes a long time ago that right. we talked about. Right. Um, I don't think it was a cowardly move. Right. I do think, um, I do understand the narrative of what other people think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you decided to go to Golden State like you knew what was going to come with it, mm-hmm. yes, they were a 73-9 and nine team. They lost in the finals that mm-hmm. same year. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat you guys in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Like I get all those those narratives. Mm-hmm. I think um, in certain areas we see the same thing in football. Though we see the same thing in baseball. Nobody talks about um, particular players going to the Yankees when the Yankees have continuously won championships. You know what I mean? We don't talk about you know the 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 Patriots. Although the Patriots move a little differently than most. Um, athletic teams, but mm-hmm. but um, for me, like the whole thing, like yeah, you did move and and genuinely, especially because we're seeing what the Golden State Warriors are now, 
you know, the only person that's really still remaining off that 73 and 9 team is Draymond Green. Right. There's no Steph. There's no right. Clay Thompson. You right. know what I mean? So there's a lot of narratives that well, active. come active. Right. Um, there's a lot of narratives that do that do come into play. Right. Um, I do believe that um, kind of going around, if we want to talk about that 73 and 9 team or the team that KD was on, um, I do think that that wasn't the best decision for the Golden State Warriors. Right. I stick by that. Um, but to stay on topic, I think like um, where I I think KD got himself into a fight that he didn't have to right. he didn't have to involve himself in. Right, right. You know what I mean? Do you think that he was wrong to respond the way he did to Pert? In, in what regards? Uh, because he took it personal first. Yeah, I I think I think it was just I think. Um, I, I, hate. I mean, he was right with the two and three. Of yeah, course. but I think those are null and void, especially when Kendrick Perkins brought up his stats yeah. on ESPN when he talked about, hey, bro, like, I sacrificed so much for the betterment of the team. Like, I came from a championship yeah, caliber team. For those team. who don't know, Perk did an interview the next day with, uh, with Rachel Nichols on the show on ESPN. And he basically doubled down on his comments. And he said he don't re- regret it. And then Rachel Nichols asked him. She was like, you know, you really don't think he's not a real champ. And he was like, Rachel, I said, said what, what I, I said. said. I was like, woo. That was like heat, bro. Yeah. That was like heat, heat. But right. I just like, for me, it's like, yo. um, It's that thing of like, I think Kevin started it. Kendrick finished it. Yeah. And it was right. like, it was almost like, uh, it's kind of like a. It's like one of those things where, like, somebody's getting a fight with somebody else and you don't know the person that they're fighting mm-hmm. against, like, your enemy. But just because you see your enemy in the fight, you're like, I'm going to jump in it. Right. You right, know what I mean? And the right. thing is, like, they they were boys or kind of boys. Since last year. Yeah. Before, like, the whole sen- the whole scenario. Right. I feel like Kendrick, I feel like Kendrick didn't have to say that, though, via Twitter. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, um, I feel like, I kind of feel like Kendrick was like, man, I've had my, I've, I've had it up to my little brother. You know what I mean? That's like a mm-hmm. big bro move. Like, hey, I'm just going to let you know how it is. Right. And I'm just going to, like I told you uh, the other day, like, or I told you yesterday, like, he was like, man, I'm just going to hold the clip. I got the clip in my hand. Mm-hmm. Let him make one move. Right. We're going to still be boys, but right. let him mess up one time. Right, right. I'm going to let it out. And it yeah. was like, Kevin was like, I'm going to let it out. Like, right. Kevin said what he said. He was like, oh, it's on. Yeah. It's, it's we, oh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. I, I mean, I was shocked. I was definitely shocked when I was reading. It. I was like, "Oh, dang! Like, that's crazy." Um, I think that. I mean, they both right. Mm-hmm. What he said about Perk was absolutely right. Yeah, he did. But I agree with what Perk said. His role wasn't to be a scorer. His role was to be an enforcer mm-hmm. to help protect you. You know what I'm saying? So like. That wasn't my role. He wasn't there to do what he did in Boston or, you know, he was there to make sure that you have your space to operate. And if anybody got a little crazy with you, I'm going to be there to yeah. mess them up. You know, kind of give you the freedom to do what you do on the on that end of the court. You know what I mean? So, um, but it was re- it was the reality. He did average two and three. Right. But the fact remains, ladies and gentlemen, they were up three. You got to, we got to really think about that. Yeah. They had them literally on the ropes. Yeah. And you lost at home. That's the one that Clay went nuts on them. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like as much as people want to like, I mean, a lot of people blame that on Russ, which I don't even understand. But you were the leader of that team. Yeah. You You were the leader of that team. So it was like at the end of the day, 
that responsibility lies on you. You know what I'm saying? But was that also that season where like Kevin Durant was saying like, "Hey, I'm not a leader." Yep. There was like a lot of man. Like I don't know. I just feel like from a basketball standpoint, you cannot deny that like Kevin Durant is a specimen that we've oh yeah we never seen that like we never seen before. Right. Besides Anthony Davis, right. Anthony Davis would be probably like a close the closest, ses- yeah, like the, the closest closest second. Thing, yeah. But the agility, the handles, right. the jump shot, yeah, it's crazy. Like the balance, like that yeah. type of stuff, like that is that is like nuts, nuts. Yeah. Um, but I think like I don't know. I just feel like I know he's a grown man, right? And grown men are going to do what grown men do, right? You know what I mean? But I think there's just certain things. I think there are certain things that like man, he just really. I feel like as a person, um, and just as somebody like, I even have respect for, I think he just really needs. Somebody to pull him to the side and be like, "Bro, you're doing too much." You know what I mean? Like, like, and bro, like, from what I see on social media, and I know that that people cannot babysit, but I see some like the leaders that they roll with and that they have praying for them, and it's just like in mentoring them and pouring into them, and I just like, and not that I'm putting responsibility on, but I think they just, I would just encourage. I'll put it like that. I would encourage highly that um. I would encourage highly that people, especially that high, have high emotional and sensitivity cues. Mm-hmm. Like for me, man, like I'll be real. Like I've, one thing I've discovered so far, bro, like I know I'm mad sensitive, like mm-hmm. mad sensitive. You know what I mean? To particular things. Mm-hmm. And I know like if I know that certain things are going to, I know certain things are going to rub me a wrong way or shift my perspective in a way, like then there's just certain things I shouldn't do. For me, it's just apparent that Kevin Durant needs to get off of Twitter. Yeah. Like, he just needs to get off of Twitter, bro. Like, the burner account, now this thing. And uh, I know that he recently, like, not a long not long ago, um, he got in this conversation with fans that were saying that the Nets were irrelevant. Like, right. he's just like, things like, it's good that he has a very high care for right. things that he's right. a part of. But it also just appears like, man, like, things something there's something else going on that we know nothing about i think i think at the end of the day perk hit it right on the right on the head of the nail you don't feel like you really are the champion that you that you wanted to become you know what i mean yeah now i don't really think that i feel like i mean i just you know what i feel like it is mm-hmm. I, I, let me know if this is what you're it's not that i don't feel like he feels like he's a champ I feel like he's not getting the validation that he thinks that he yeah, deserves. That's it. I mean, look, I was telling Jeff this. He wants that, and he kind of alluded to it that he's always been second place to LeBron. Mm-hmm. Right? He he's admittedly said that, and he was tired of it. Um, but you don't. He he's fallen victim to comparison. He's comparing himself. Instead of allowing his journey to be his journey. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with pregame with the homie. We said that if you want to talk about LeBron, LeBron is doing something way more than basketball. And I'm not saying that Kevin Durant doesn't have, like, foundations and things of that nature. But, like, man, like, LeBron building empires, bro. While playing. While playing, you know what I mean. Steph Curry building empires, right. while like while playing, right. you know what I mean. Like, um, I'll save that comment for later. <laughs> but um, no, I'm gonna say. Well, I don't know everybody's journey, right? And this is not about Kev, but it just seems like again, I'll say it like this: who your circle is, 
and who you allow to maintain accountability in your life mm-hmm. it's very important right and i just really hope that kd beyond how he feels right. will maintain accountability right. and will have somebody um that will love him and that will encourage him and that will push him beyond beyond basketball beyond basketball yeah that's a great I, way to put it. Yeah, because I think I, I was telling Jeff this. I said, you know, I think he kind of feels like he should get the same respect as LeBron, because in his mind, I did the same thing LeBron did with Miami, and I was mm-hmm. telling Jeff that those are two completely different situations. So the with the LeBron situation was, he left an organization that betrayed him. The ownership betrayed him. He had a teammate on the team that was betraying him. His team knew about it. He found out about it literally be, before Game Seven. Of the Celtics, which is that famous game where he left and took off the jersey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was sad. That's dude. You know Ooh, that saying? hurt me, bro. So that's different. What KD did is after that three-one loss to the Golden State Warriors, the team, the Thunder, didn't give up on Kevin Durant as a player and as a leader. He gave up as a leader on his team. Yeah. And he chose to leave. Yeah. He had every right to do it, just like LeBron had every right to leave. They were both free agents. Yeah. But the reasoning behind them were different. And not only that, he confirmed it with his burner account. What he was saying, what he was saying about Russ. That's what it was. He was saying, like, well, how can you be, you know, we have a, a point guard doing whatever. When it, that, the whole burner account situation. Yeah. So he kind of confirmed the fact that he just stopped believing that that team or the people he was playing with can get them over the hump. Now, my thing is this. Katupa completely situate different situations. But you a grown man. You made that decision. Whether you was fully comfortable making it or not. Right. You made it. You succeeded in the decision. Right. Just let it be. And the Oklahoma City Thunder don't owe you nothing, bro. Right. Just like you don't owe them nothing. Right. Can I ask you a side conversation? Do you think we're... Do you think... uh the league in general, especially because free agency is such a popular thing in comparison to when we like the era of basketball that we really grew up in. Like right. we I feel like we get to more appreciate this era, but like when we were in high school and college, like we grew up in like free agency wasn't right. it was it more like as big as it is. It's more like blockbuster trades were right. more of the big thing, but it wasn't like like I remember when AI no longer was a sixer. That was right. huge for right. us. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um do you think that the league in general is becoming um, a little too PC in regards to, like, players? Because it seems like everybody's getting a tribute video. Like, everybody is now also walking hmm. into these. Because, like, bro, like, is Kyrie going to get a, a tribute video? Is, you know what I mean? With Boston? Boston or the Cavs. I think he should get one with the Cavs for sure. Not with Boston. Would Kevin Love get one if he went back to Minnesota? You you you, yeah, you know what nah, I mean? Like, yeah, nah. but you, you you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. there is a lot of uh, like social yeah. media got us jacked. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, and I know I say that a lot. And don't get me wrong. Like, I just gave all all my handles out in the beginning of the show, but it just seems like there is um, because of where the league is. Um, and I'm going to say this, and I say this respectfully, but it's almost like because of where the league is, the, the amount of money that these players are making, it almost seems like there's a self-entitlement thing that is taking place across the board yeah, of, I like, this that. is, like, this yeah. is what I deserve. Right. 
Now, like, if, like, for instance, like, if, like, Stephen Curry got traded for some odd reason, give him, yeah. give him and Clay and I would say even give Draymond the tribute video. You know what I mean? I mean, you give one to Kevin Durant for sure. You give one to Kevin Durant for sure, but I think, like, I, I just think in general where the NBA is, right? Um, I'm seeing, seeing the self-entitlement thing. It's just like a, yeah. there's a level of self entitlement that is that is taking place. So, and the reason why I say that because again, if I decide to say, imagine if I say, "Yo, Victor Oladipo is really Mr. Thunder," mm-hmm. people forget Victor Oladipo was right. a Thunder before. Yeah. Right. He was Orlando Magic. Right. Yo, he's Mr. Magic. Right. Although people are like, nah, it's Penny. Yeah. It's Shaq. Right. You know what I mean? Or it's Nick Anderson or, or, Dwight, or, or Dwight Howard or Horace Grant right. or Rashad Lewis. You know, right. we can go down the list of right. guys right. that were or Aaron Gordon, you know what I right. mean? Right. Like but like is it necessary? You know what I mean? I like think, no, I think I think only certain players deserve it. Like this is the reality too. Although Kevin Durant is a champion, two time finals MVP. Russell Westbrook has done just as historic things as, and that's what Kendrick. That's Perk, what he, Kendrick. And Perk I agree was, with him on that. So yeah. I think Kevin Durant has to realize that Russell Westbrook took that team and put it on his back and did made history with it. Whether you like it or not, whether you believed in him or not, you know it is what it is. I just feel that, yes, I do think that um, certain teams do fall victim to the PC culture or trying to make sure, try to save face with some of the players that kind of have big names when they leave their team. Every player doesn't deserve the recognition. Like, I don't think Kyrie should get a video when he goes to Boston. He hasn't done enough. He was only there for, like, what, two seasons? Two seasons. And only played really one, one and a half. Right. You know what I mean? So, it's like, nah. A Cavs definitely. I'm saying thing with Kevin Love. I mean, Minnesota, No. He didn't do what KG did when he was there. So, nah. I mean, he was a great player there. Right. But nah. Um, but I, I think that Kevin Durant just got to – look, man, I agree with everything you said. Get off of social media, focus on your rehab, and only com- comment on the things that really matter and pertain to you. Because this is my thing, man. It appears like – it appears that, like, KD and whatever took place between KD and Russ um, has been squashed and seems like um, – it seems like – their relationship or whatever their relationship was is is in a better place. But I feel like these are the things where you open up the holes to go backwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, so many people have their viewpoint of like, this is what we think was right. This is what we think was not right. But it's like, these are the things that like make things go backwards. Like you're not moving forward. Like I agree with what you're saying. Focus on the rehab, man. Enjoy man. Yo, you Again, like you make so much money, bro. Money, like, wop, wop. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you're making so much money as an injured person. Like, continue to invest, like, right. do things where, and don't get me wrong, man. I think, man, like, for me, like, I understand social media, man. Like, if you just want to escape, it's a good escape. So, right. let's be honest right. about it, right? You know what I mean? And sometimes we need to have hard conversations via social media because that's what we that's what it's for to be right. social. Um, I think just sometimes you just have to be careful with mm-hmm. plugging into conversations that are not necessary. Right. So yeah, I think I think that he got to just chill, man. I mean, like everything. I agree with Russ. What uh, what Perk said. Um, I agree with you. I don't think Perk should have took it as personal as he did. 
I understand his reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because now these are two grown men. Ego is in play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're going to respond the way they respond. I think Kevin Durant has to be. Like, if you want to, you want it to be a champion, you want it to be an MVP, you want it to be a finals MVP, you want to be the face of the league like LeBron does, LeBron will get in any type of stuff like that. And right. People, it's 20 times worse. Oh, easy. With LeBron. And you have never seen him, never, ever seen him respond on social media to anybody about how they feel about the decisions he made with his career. Yeah. And he gets it 20 times worse. Yeah. To this day. To this day. <laughs> to this day. So, yeah. take a page out of the book and just, that's your opinion. It doesn't matter. I was telling Jeff that, you know, I was listening to a podcast with the one with Steven Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes. And uh, Steven Jackson was saying, like, what he loves about LeBron is the fact that he took his career in his hands and he does not care what anybody thinks yeah. about it. Like, when he fired his agent, people was like, oh, you tripping him, hired his homies. He didn't care. He did what he did. When he decided to leave and then televise it with the thing, oh, well, I I raised money for the Boys and Girls Club, whether y'all like it or not. Yeah. Bye. I did what I had to do. When he left and went back to um, Cleveland, he didn't care. When he went to the Lakers, he did not care because he is like, I'm doing what's best for me. Yeah, exactly. Not for your opinion, not for your hot takes. I don't think Kevin Durant is comfortable within itself yet. And he's still a young man. Very young. And some people are built like LeBron, who have that mentality like Kobe or like a Michael Jordan who could just brush certain things off and not let it really penetrate them. Some people aren't. I think if Kevin Durant isn't like that, he should accept it and then safeguard himself from certain things, from his... From what he knows can like penetrate. Yeah. They like you know if he like you said if you know you're sensitive or emotional about certain things, then maybe I should just mute certain things on Twitter or on IG or Facebook so I won't get caught up. Or look, hey bro, you my assistant. You deal with my social media. Yeah, Only yeah, tweet yeah, out yeah. the things I'm telling you to tweet out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And don't tell me anything negative because I don't want to hear all that. I, I got to keep my mind on the right track. Yeah. It's like LeBron goes 0-30 when the playoffs come. Yeah. He, lear- he learned, hey, you know what? I got a zero win because this is too much. Yeah. So I think he should do that. And it's okay to be that person. And I think that, like you said, you can't engage yourself in things because when you made that decision, you knew what people were going to say. You oh, easy. You knew easy. how people were going to react to it. You knew people opinions are going to put an asterisk on your rings but it doesn't matter bro there's no asterisks in history books that's so true there nobody says an asterisk about anything you are great own it own it bro you are great you are literally one of the greatest players offensively or talents that we have ever seen in basketball yeah be okay with that yeah and I know it's a responsibility. I know it can seem lonely. Oh, yeah. I, we were just talking about that. Lonely at the top. We know it's lonely. We know that everybody can't understand your journey, your pursuit, um, your decision-making. But, yeah. but guess what? Everybody ain't supposed to understand it. Oh, that's a word. Everybody's not supposed to understand it, bruh. So who is the Kendrick Perkins for you to respond to? You should just be like, Tuh. and keep it pushing. Be a big man and be like, yo, Russ deserve everything he getting tonight. I'm proud of you, playboy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thunder for life. You a thunder, bruh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, cool, whether they gave you a video or not. I don't know what they did when he first went back. 
I know he got booed. He got booed. That's all he got. <laughs> hey, bro, it, you made your decision, brother. Just live with it. But at the end of the day, Russ leads them in points, rebounds, steals, assists. Like, bro, he kind of just trumped you in that uniform. It is what it is, bro. And because Russ got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, bro. He, 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 played with su- he played with such a chip. He was playing with a chip with KD. Yeah. For three seasons in a row, average a triple-double. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, and still. You know what? I expected more for him as a basketball player and fan. Yeah. I expected more for him for that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, bro. You're right. You're so, no, you're, 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 you're valid in your very, like, very valid. So it's like, as a basketball fan and player, you know what he did there. Whether you liked it or not, whether you wanted to be a part of it or not, respect him for that. Yeah. You're valid, bro. That's valid. That's like if Steph Curry and them is like, why he getting a video? Nah, cut that. We ain't giving him no video. We gonna play a game. No, bro. Respect for what he did for your organization. Valid. Period. You know valid. what I'm saying? So it's just like, let it be, bro. And I, I agree with you. I think his his team and people. One thing you notice if we're comparing him and LeBron, LeBron's people around him are really about the vision. Bro, the focus is real. The focus, hey. Mav, Rich Paul. Bro, hey, look. So, hey, his team, yo, what you want to do? I want to make movies. I want to have an empire or whatever. Man, one of my dreams is take care of my community. Okay, all you got to do is play basketball. Be great. We're going to take care of everything else. Bet. That's it. You need to have one of If you want to be in that mind space, and you know that because you're friends with LeBron, whether you are or not, just do that. Just build your strong team. So you can only focus on what matters, and you go. That's it. Valley, bro. Carefree. That's it, bro. But I'm not mad at him. I don't. I mean, is it a weak move? It depends on how you look at it. But I always in the come from the mindset of like, he was a free agent. He could do what he want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you right now, I leave my job. I'm doing what I want to do, and I will. Be, I would not care if somebody tell me like, man, you should have never left like that. Yeah. Says who? Bro, do what you do. You making money, Playboy. You just got a hundred million dollars, and you you popped your Achilles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you good. You good. So I mean, hey, I wish I wish him the best. Salute to Russell Westbrook. Um. Hey, shout out to Perk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was entertaining, bro. But hey, KD, just get just focus on getting better, bro. This stuff don't even really matter. You know what I'm saying? This don't even matter. This dude is retired. It don't matter, bro. You know what I mean? I know it. So you know, just just keep, just keep your head up and stay focused, bro. <laughs> so, should we move on to the next topic? Man, we got to. All right. So look, ladies and gentlemen, some other shenanigans happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just the other day, and you might have heard about this. Lonnie Love on the real. We wanted to touch on this because we are black men, mm-hmm. and we are men who values relationships. Yeah. And Lonnie Love, which is a comedian, which is one of the hosts from the show The Real, she said that most black men don't know how to be faithful. That stung. She said most black men don't know how to be faithful. Adrian, um, Balan, Balan, Holton, Holton, Holton. <laughs> Holton. She tried to help her. She was like, you know, well, it's kind of like all black men, you know. Um, she, you know, she was saying like it was, it's all across the board. 
She tried to help her out. And Lonnie doubled down and was like, no, it was not across the board. She said, you know, black men feel because they're successful, they have power, that they could just treat women any type of way they want. She was like, um... I'm trying to figure out what black man she was talking about. She's talking about Kevin Hart. So, she was a response to what Joe Buttons was saying about Kevin Hart when, and in his, for those who don't know, he just put out a, a docu-series on Netflix, and in that docu-series, one of the episodes covered his infidelity. Mm. In that, I agree, Kevin Hart response to me was very immature. What was his response? He was saying that he got caught up and he was out there by himself in Vegas with no team. You're a grown man. You know right from wrong. You're married. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that straight up as a man and as a black man. Don't, I always tell people this. Don't get married if you ain't ready to get married. That's a word, bro. Let's repeat that. Don't get married if you ain't ready to get married. If you're not ready to commit, if you're not ready to cut off certain things, don't get married. Don't play yourself. Don't harm the ones you love. Don't play your wife. Don't make your family look like a spectacle on TV yeah. or on your platforms or for people to have a say and put their mouths on your marriage. Just don't do it. Even if you with somebody in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship, once you both decide to commit to one another, do what you're supposed to do. If, you, if you're not feeling it, just leave the relationship. That's just how I feel about it. Right. You know, as a person, I've been hurt before. I've possibly hurt people before yeah, that man. I don't know of or, or, or am aware of. So it's like, just just don't allow yourself or put somebody else's spirit in that kind of danger yeah, or in that place or even do yourself. But so Joe Buttons was kind of saying, like, you know, he's a hardworking man. He's always on the go. You know, he's probably just wasn't, you know, just whatever. So that's where her response was that she felt like, uh, you know, it's unacceptable for and it is to make that type of excuse. But then she went into the whole thing like, no, it's not all across the board. I think black men, she made it very clear and singled out black men, you know, basically don't know how to be faithful. And she brought up, you know, we're descendants of slave and and because of slaves, um, um, home, the families were being broken up. Black men don't, which that doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. She was saying because of the what happened with slavery is still trickling down to men in the culture of black men of today. What are your thoughts on that? I have my thoughts because I'm about to blazer. Can you blaze first? Okay. And then I, because I have, no, wait. No, blaze first because I have a lot of, I have more comments and forms of questions. Right. Okay, number one. Yeah. And I'm glad before we even started this, Jeff was like, let's do some research. So we wanted to see her relational status. Yeah. She's in a relationship and ironically, she's in a relationship with a white man. On the clips we saw, we were pulling up on YouTube. We did see like five years ago when Ellen, she had a, a black man she was with. To each his own. Right. I could care less about that. You know what I'm saying? But it does provide some context to her comments. Right. So this is the thing I would say. Number one, it's an ignorant statement to make. I think it's completely irresponsible on that platform. Especially when you're talking, when that platform is mostly women mm-hmm. and mostly women of color. And 
it's irresponsible. I feel it was disrespectful, and I felt like it's just ignorant. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are the reasons why. Number one, all black men don't cheat. I believe every black man is capable of being faithful. If they choose to do it, that's an individual choice. That's not a cultural choice. That's not, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's trying to generalize something that you cannot generalize. Um, I mean, <laughs> you want it, it bro. It's just, you, I don't even know how that's even possible for you to try to generalize something that the president just got exposed a year and a half ago for cheating with a porn star. That's a white man. Bill Clinton. Harvey Weinstein. This is white people who are married who just got exposed for cheating and doing crazy things. This has been happening for years since the beginning of time. Now, since you bring up slavery, which is the craziest thing, and I told Jeff, like, it's crazy that she would say it's is we're descendants of slaves, and some of the actions that took a place upon us is still affecting us to this day. Mm-hmm. How can you mention that a black man doesn't know how to be faithful because of what happened during slavery, mm-hmm. but you don't mention that the white slave master was having an affair on their wives with black slave women? That doesn't even make sense. That that's contradicts everything you just said. Mm-hmm. That kind of debunks it. Mm-hmm. That shows you that what you're saying it doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. Especially when you bring up slavery. Now, do we understand that, yes, general generational curses probably were created during that time mm-hmm. that we probably all still suffer with today that are black people. But on top of that, each family is different. Mm-hmm. And some families conquered those generational curses or in the process of tearing them down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it's different for each. So that makes, that makes it even more of what she's saying doesn't make sense because you can't generalize. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't claim, I'm because other black men cheat don't mean like, I can't be faithful to a black woman. The homie just cheated. <laughs> well, I guess I got to do it too. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm my own man. I choose to love. My heart is different. My spirit is different. How God created me is different than the next man. Mm-hmm. It's different than Jeff. So it's like, I'm not going to make statements generalized. And on top of that, women will love, will hate it if a man generalized all black women are gold diggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I sit there and say, like Jeff was like, nah, Ray, you know, kind of all women have, oper- you know, can be capable of. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not all women, bro. I'm going to keep it real with you, brother. It's uh, all black women. Like, I'm not going to say that. Mm-hmm. Even though I've been hurt by a black woman, I might have been done wrong or been a victim of that. That's not a reality. So, it, like, it's just, it's very dangerous to say stuff like that because of, because all it shows me is that you didn't heal from what's been done to you. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to give advice from that broken place of what you've dealt with. And on top of that, we got to be real. This goes for men and women. You got to take responsibility for your own choices. Mm-hmm. We don't all don't make perfect choices when it comes to relationships. 
mm-hmm. or who we choose to spend our time with or commit to. That's mm-hmm. our own personal choice. So, and we're going to be honest about relationships. There are certain things that you see early on that you choose to ignore, and it comes back later on, and you like, Bruh. can we just be real? Bruh. Let's be all the way honest. Yeah. There are certain things that you choose to overlook, and then it comes back later like, I knew I saw that, but I didn't say anything. Because we and, don't want to be alone. Hmm? And then we're here. I can't get better about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, bruh. So I'm just saying, like, I just felt like to say that on national TV and then have Amanda Seals, but I already told you, I don't rock with Amanda Seals. I'm keeping it real. I'm, hey, look. She bad. <laughs> I, I said that loud, but she bad, bro. Hey, she's a beautiful, attractive black woman, but she do some things and she say things that I just don't rock with. That doesn't take it away. She could be the sweetest and kindest person. I don't know. But it's just certain philosophies that she lives by that I don't rock with. But she show was Flavor flaving her whole statement. You know what I'm saying? Talking about Lonnie Love is saying things. Like she was she was remixing it. You know what I'm saying? She was putting the reverb on it. Like she put all type of production. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She put all the middies on it. She put all the bruh, middies. Bruh. <laughs> she, she put all the middies while she was talking, bro. She gave us a, a full session, bro. <laughs> but, she did give us a full session. I just think that it's crazy to say that. Like, and then you know what's crazy about it? She said it with a straight face, bro. She was so serious, too. Bro. <laughs> I got notes. She was. Hey, her face was like she was dropping knowledge. I was like, if you don't knock it off, stop it. Just stop it. No. Mm. No way possible. No way. Hey, no. But I said my part, bro. Cool. But I'm just saying. I'm just. So I wrote some notes. So when I looked at that clip, that first clip, because I was like, I, I haven't been on social media like at all. Been just like just trying to. It's been too much, you know. And so I know that the black community went off, and I would really have loved to see some of my friends' reactions on. Do they really think? Is this how they really? Is is this how they really feel? And so the first question that came to my mind when I look, I looked in Lonnie Love's eyes. So when she said the statement, mm-hmm. I didn't listen. I looked at her body language. The first question that I asked was, who hurt you? Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere along her journey, um, somewhere along her journey, and just w- women in general. Right. Um, my dad, I remember I had this conversation, man, with my dad. And we talked about acceptance. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, Jeff, he asked me, he asked me a real re- rebuttal question. Mm-hmm. He's like, Jeff, is it the people that that you that you don't feel accepted by are your expectations of them in the wrong place mm-hmm. and he's like are you open to the people that want to truly accept you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it was like something like that where it was just like it really made me think like maybe you're chasing there was that mm-hmm. it's like maybe you're chasing after the people that you want to accept you but they're not mm-hmm. accepting you mm-hmm. but there's a ton of people who want to accept you that you're not receiving their acceptance mm-hmm. and my question was in just lonnie love's journey Who's the people that she's been chasing for this acceptance mm-hmm. um, instead of going after the people that that love her, that, that really love her and appreciate her? That was the first question that I had because she looked really hurt. And not saying that sh- her and her new beau are making dope moves. Yo, man, date who you want to date. 
black, white, Hispanic, mm-hmm. Asian. Do your thing. Do your thing. Right. You know me already. Mm-hmm. Already. Right. So, um, it's like it that was really my like my 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 like my my first concern. This is my issue with the statement. Knowing that this is about Kevin Hart. She made an assumption about 100% based off the 2% majority. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Bruh. Right. How many black... So, goes back to one of my favorite episodes of the Roommates podcast. Mm-hmm. When um, Rebecca Lynn Pope... Mm-hmm. Ex- Shout out to the legend, Rebecca Lynn Pope. Salute res- to you, queen. Respect. <laughs> so, one thing that she brought out, right? And I know that Lonnie Love is a little more... It's probably a couple of years older than us. Mm-hmm. Probably mid-40s, early 50s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she ain't a couple of years older than us, brother. Hold on, man. You know, we ain't that old. No, we're not that old, but yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to be respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But... Uh, what was I saying? Um, Yeah, so she took... She made... Uh, 100% generalization over the 100% uh, over uh, 48 yeah over a, she made a 100% generalization over the 2% how many in re, so going back to uh, Rebecca Lynn Pope Rebecca Lynn Pope said that individuals that are, like millennials that are in their early mid 30s the average amount of them are making a little close to $40,000 mm-hmm. the average medium so that means that a lot of guys that are in our age range um, are in our age range let's say like 30 to 35 right are making making at least a minimum of like twenty seven thirty thousand dollars to maybe about sixty thousand. Probably the individual in the in the like in their forties or fifties, I'm guessing, are probably making a couple of thousand dollars up more. But again, like, um, are they? You know what I mean? There's not really like how many African Americans in general, if we're talking about African Ameri- uh, uh if we're talking about leadership, are really um, like owning businesses, mm-hmm. um, are in that like. Uh, in that upper tier, seven hundred fifty thousand a year to like multi million and billionaires. What's the true percentage of that? Right. So, if we're gonna take that, if we're gonna take that math, and you're gonna say that all these guys that have power again, who are you really talking about? Mm-hmm. Successful? Who are you really talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. Because in society's eyes. Truly, in society's eyes, yes, I'm not saying, yes, you have black doctors, you have black lawyers, and you have athletes and artists, right? right. And then even if you and uh, if you really want to think about, like, the art realm, like, some of these artists are not really making as much money as they say they are, they say are making mm-hmm. unless they... Or appear to be. Unless they own their distribution, their distribution or they right. own their masters, right? I know that's music talk. If, you're, uh, um, if we're talking about, like, actors like a Denzel Washington or, like, a Morgan Freeman... Those guys are, yes, those guys, because they've been in, like, 7,500 films over their span of their whole career, they're building residuals where, like, that is consistent money, that and commercials, that's consistent money. But when we're talking about powerful guys and we're talking about, like, rich, like, rich individuals in the black community, like, man, like, that's not a huge percentage that we at least know, know about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so my thing was, like, I think... Yo, if that's how you really feel, because I hear that a lot. Like, I hear um, African, I've seen really beautiful African-American women um, yes. say, like, man, there's no good black dudes out here. There's there's no, but it's just like, but I saw this, I saw this quote and it jacked me up. Uh-huh. This African-American man was like, I don't hear white women saying that there's no good white, white men out here. I don't see Hispanic women saying that. And I didn't have never heard a Hispanic girl say mm-hmm. there's no 
there's no good Hispanic dudes. Mm-hmm. So my question too is like, w- w- are there fair expectations that are being put out no, there in regards in regards to African African American men? So that was my that was my second thought, right? Another thought that came to mind while you were talking was, um, so yeah, those are three thoughts. Who hurt you? Um, the one hundred percent, like you made a hundred percent generalization off of two percent. Um, my question is, my also question for her would be, what are your preferences and what are your true expectations in a relationship? Because when she, Ooh. when, when she. Coming in hot twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> so when she made that, when she put that 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 thought out, she said at least two to three specific words. She said, "Just because they have power and they have success, they think that they can do anything that they want." No, what happened is the per- the people that you're talking about already thought that they could do that. The money gave them the permission to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So now my question is: Now this is the thing. Women want security. Mm-hmm. And I think that is fair. Mm-hmm. I think that is fair. And I think that if a man, when he steps into a relationship and he really loves the woman to the best of his abilities. Mm-hmm. Like the way you said To that. the best, best of, of his, his abilities. abilities. Responsibly. <laughs> you feel me? Respons- exactly. Uh-huh. Responsibly. Mm-hmm. Responsibility should, should want to protect under the right by standards yes. of their relationship. Yes. Now, if we are dating and if I'm if you're my girlfriend, I do not owe you husband responsibility Say in regard. Him, if I am your boyfriend and you are my Man. girlfriend, I I do not owe you wife responsibilities under that security. Yeah. The protection plan that you get is I respect your body mm-hmm. and I respect your heart and mm-hmm. I respect your mind with my words. Pause. It ain't too many of us out here like that, ladies and gentlemen. We are rare breed. You feel me? The tribe is real. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, re- I respect you in that regards. And, and when I put an engagement ring, you still do not get wife protection. Pause. Ladies, go ahead, jot that down and keep that in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep that in. Let that hey, let that go ahead and marinate on the on the, on the spirit. Until <laughs> until me? we say I do, yeah. That's when you get the 100 percent protection plan. You and get that what you're saying is where, man, ladies, this is where y'all go wrong. This is you get premium package. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You get premium right, package. Right. Right. You get basic plan yeah. under girlfriend engagement. Yeah, yeah. We don't start sharing stuff. Yeah. We don't start doing none of right. that. We no, we're not putting our credit card under the same yeah. name. Yeah, that's real. You feel me? Yeah. And my question is, where in the track of your relationship with one of these powerful and successful dudes that you had an expectation because he was whining and dining you up mm-hmm. and then he broke your heart because or he broke your expectation mm-hmm. that he never agreed to. Hey, let us know, Bishop. You you talk feel me? Talk. Like no, I feel you. Like your like your ex. It sounds like somewhere in the journey of some of these relationships mm-hmm. that you're going after. Yeah. And so now, when a dude doesn't look like it's like that, it's like that scene in um uh uh what's that movie? What's that movie with Kevin Hart and Megan Good and um uh, oh, Terrence J? Like a man. Think like a man. Right. It goes back to like uh, Taraji's character. Mm-hmm. She got this dude that really loves her. Probably only making, you know, he's a sous chef. 
probably making like a cool maybe 45 because he's working in a nice area of LA mm-hmm. and then dude with the BMW comes up because he's powerful and he's successful and so you close your eyes to the benefit of somebody that loves mm-hmm. you then your heart gets broken because somebody's so focused on their career yeah, yeah. now you have to run back because because you you finally realize so my question is when I saw that clip and all black men yeah, like all like all like like for real, all black men yeah. cheat. Like, or all men don't. All black men. That means she said so, don't know how to be faithful. So, and this is don't know how. Don't know how. Like, come on, yo. Everybody knows how. And and I'm saying like, but is wasn't there statistics that said that actually African Americans are actually the most less likely to cheat? I can remember. I don't know. I haven't seen that. Yet. All right. So don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But I thought I saw. Let's do some research. And if I made that quote up, I apologize, y'all. I'm just a little passionate. Let's see. Let's see. race. I'm sorry, y'all. Let's see. According? According to the under review, mm-hmm. black Asian men most least likely to cheat. Come on, now. What are we talking about, Least, Lonnie? most likely. Lonnie, I need answers. Lonnie, I need answers. Where you get that from? Huh? Where you get that from, Lonnie? Stop it. Let me... I'm going to do some more data. Come on now. If we talk about Lonnie, I don't like the way you was talking about us. So Lonnie. there there are some... There are some... Polls that say that the percentage of... Of... Of Americans... African Americans have had more. Mm-hmm. But I'm... But the other demographics are not... Are not um, are not that far behind. Mm-hmm. Women do cheat too, in those demographics, and majority of the cheating took place. The most cheating took place with sixty-five people that were sixty-five years and older, mm. according to the survey. Right, I'm looking at that survey right now. And that was a 2010 to 2016 survey. And in this survey I'm reading, it says. It says, by comparison, party ID, family background, and religious service attendance are still significant factors for cheating among women. While race, age, and educational attainment are not relevant factors. In fact, religious service attendance is the only factor that shows consistent significance in predicting both the men and women odds of infidelity. So, back to my original statement. So, I would have to do a little more research. So, try... So, try... That's just that was quick two percent. That was a two percent uh, research thing. So I most definitely want to do more research on that before I just continue to put. Um, if I have to put my foot in my mouth or if I have to apologize, but again it goes right, back. Bro, put her foot in her mouth. No, so but yeah, I just don't like my foot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But it's just like that thing of it is that thing of, um, it is that thing of where where did your expectations go wrong and who did not meet your expectations? Right mm-hmm. now. This is some so goes back to let me go back to a statement, right? 
um, where individuals are like, there are no good black men out here. And there's no, um, like, if we were to, like, I would say this, like, recently, it, it goes back to, it even goes back to this Patrick Patterson um, situation. Patrick Patterson made a comment about another African-American's wife. He didn't make it in regards to all African-American women. But African, uh, it would seem like the African-American can, African-American community generalized, ah, this dude's a bigot because he said that all African-American women are, are, I think he called it like a pit bull or something like that. And it was like, no, he talked about specifically, but it's like this this the African-American community went to like the, this generalization of Patrick community, just uh, Patrick Patterson, just because he's married to a a, a Caucasian woman, Mm -hmm. That like man, he can't be a part of the community no more. Right. My question is, are we going to put that? Is the African American? I'm not asking to do it. I'm not asking to do it. But will she? Will she realize like that she was really wrong for this statement? Because like my thing is, man, like, and I love what Kafe Anderson said on this podcast. He said, "Man, love is love." And one thing he said in particular was that he learned how to love a black woman from a white man. In and like that's like them one that was like a bar to me when he said that because it really opened my eyes of man like yo if you decide like man like the biggest thing that for me like whether you die, like whether you date whether Lonnie Love dates a white man a, a, a African American a man a Asian man or whatever whatever she does like that's number one her business that's like business. like but my thing is like I would hope that whatever she does it leads her to purpose mm-hmm. and is it, it not just fulfill like yes it would fill a gap of her loneliness because we all need relationship at the end of the day so I don't want to be over spiritual but does it lead to purpose also if that is if that is your if that if you and Amanda really feel that all African American men Cheap. Or she said most, or most, most black most men do not know how to be faithful. Not that you have to be our mother, but send some solutions. Send some. Send. Jeff said what he said. Send, like, like call Doctor Cornell West. Mm-hmm. Have him do a symposium. <laughs> right, right. But see, but but goes back to expectations. Are you expecting this man since he decides to be with you to give you the wife privileges, and he's telling you? No, and then you treat him different. Make tell him he ain't nothing. He ain't he, he don't want to commit. The, this then is it goes a different way for you. Can we talk real? Yeah, let's talk real. Let's talk real, man. It's twenty twenty. We coming in hot. There is no what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I want to preface this. There is no excuse for cheating. There's none. There's none. There is none. No, if you make that commitment and vow. In the marriage. In marriage. Before the Lord, you honor not only your wife, but you making that you better honor the Lord in your vows. But let's take it to boyfriend girlfriend level. Let's talk about that. Let me take accountability. Okay. As a as somebody as a young lady's partner, mm-hmm. am I her safe haven or am I her demise? The way you talking right now, Jay Davis. Am I her safe haven? <laughs> am, sa- am I her safe haven or am I her demise? Mm-hmm. As we, if we enter into a relationship, an early stage relationship, our goal is to see if we are truly compatible and if we are interested in building 
the the building blocks and the foundational blocks for a potential marriage. Right. That is that is that is our desire. Right. And man, shout out to Pastor Jaren because man, that relationship series, bro. He was like, nah, y'all y'all can't be wilding out in the, at your middle thirties. Y'all can't just be dating around. So that's I'm, facts. I'm, I'm, that's you facts. know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, do I think? Do I think that people have the right to 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 view their options in a safe manner? Let's keep it real. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. They do. But I would say the question is, so this is this is this is the thing about men that I think sometimes women can overlook and sometimes men are even afraid to admit. Yes, we are hunters, but with every hunter there's a vulnerability to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not if I'm winning in the field, but when I go back to a place that should be my safe haven, mm-hmm. um, and there is temptation around me. Right. Help me. Yes, I need to stay accountable to myself. I need to set up game plan. I need to set up markers, but help me not to even entertain the temptations. Right. Now, again, it goes to my preface. Cheating is not. So right. I'm not saying that because but there's everybody not, has a breaking point. Yes. And that's for men and for women. Yes. That's a fact. And it's, bruh, because people barracudas out here, yo. <laughs> like, they are, I mean, they are ruthless. And the Bible said flee. From from sexual temptation, yeah, from easy. Temptation is real. It's reality. It's here. It's here. Um, I agree with you one thousand percent, brother. Like you know what I mean? Like so, I like I want to put myself in the hot seat. Is like, am I creating environments that says like, hey, I, 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 I'm, I'm worthy of being faithful to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You. I mean, like I said, it goes back. To, this goes for men and for women. Don't. Okay, let's just be honest, man. It goes back to what I was saying. And it goes, and it's basically what you're saying, too. It's the choices that you're making. The people you're choosing to allow into your life, into your space, and you're choosing to commit your heart and your emotions to. Yeah. You have to take responsibility for that. You, we, and I think, and I'm saying that as a person, you know, who had to overcome things when it comes to relationships? Yeah, you know, and not and not every not every situation is the same. Things for different reasons, but you have to really do a self inventory. You really do. Like, if there's anything I could say, bro, like do a self check and ask yourself, why did I allow myself to entertain that situation? Hmm. Why did I overlook something that I knew could be a potential problem? Because we all see it. Yeah. That's the reality. We all see it. But we choose to overlook those things. We have to ask ourselves why. Why wasn't I strong enough early on to be like, this ain't for me. God bless you. Right. No, no, we can't communicate. We can't continue on. Just boom. Because like, when you make those type of generalizations like that, that only statements that only comes from a place of pain. Bro, that was a painful. Bro, like I said, after this, we're going to watch that clip again. <laughs> yeah. Look at her eyes, bro. Like, it was like. Yeah, because she was, it, something, something happened, it took her back. She was in that moment again, like. Back, back. Like, she literally was like, nah, it is across the board. Black, I was like, whoa, like, you really going to double down. And then Flavor Flav was just came in with the bro, like, and it's like the ad libs, just it, it, it. I'm gonna, and I want to say this, like, 
Especially because, like, so that show is majority is, is a very urban show. There are no Caucasian women that are hosts on that show. Right. That is true. There are no Caucasian. Instead of Amanda Seals, they should have brought a, you know, somebody of Caucasian. But that has some flavor. That has some flavor to, to, to come and put, add some value. Some, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? But there's I mean? no, bruh, and it's like, but then what happened, like, oh, man. So Jenny Jenny May that is on the host, she is in relationship with Jeezy. With Jeezy. She love that man too. Like, relationship. But it seems like he's being faithful to her. So is it all black men don't know how to be faithful, or is it just the black men that you choose don't know it's how the to ones that you choose? You 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 you, you know what I mean? It's the like ones you choose it. We gotta be real about that. It's the ones and that's what Rebecca Lynn Pope. She even made an example, but it wasn't even towards. Me and my mom was literally having a conversation about this, around this type of topic last weekend about relationships. And Rebecca Lynn Pope said something. And my mom said something that reminded me of Rebecca Lynn Pope said. She was saying how, um, remember she was in that, in that podcast, she was talking about how she had a client that was a male client. That, like the, the, big, big booty yeah. But he was always get hurt because the women will always use him for his money, for his time, for meals, for trips. But when it comes down to like the true emotional, providing true emotional stability and, you know, commitment in that area, they weren't willing to. Right. And she told him, she said, you keep getting these same results because you keep choosing the same type of women. These big booty Judy's that you like, not all big booty Judy's, right? But the ones that you particular like, yeah, are leading to your pain. I'm gonna say this in defense. Switch it up. I'm gonna say this in 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 positive defense of Lonnie Love. So Devon Franklin, man, um, remember, remember, what up, what up Uncle D, <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Uncle Devon, yeah. Unc. So remember when uh, Devon Franklin, when we saw that when we went to the thing at one church, mm-hmm. right? And the young lady, right? She said. The, one of the young ladies, when she had a question, she was like, man, like, I'm just having a really hard time um, find these, like, these black men. Again, in the open, mm-hmm. nobody stoned her for it. Mm-hmm. And Devon Franklin answered her and said, how about if your purpose and the next place, the next phases of the places that you need to be are not going to be found in the black men? Mm-hmm. How about if God has something for you? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, I hope, I hope that in the process of the process of Lonnie Love searching for love and enjoying her time with whoever this gentleman is, I hope that it's respected. I hope that, and I hope that it is is productive for her. But I also hope in the process, if if this guy is a source of healing, I hope that they can find avenues of healing where it doesn't attack everybody else. You know, like when we're hurt, KD, when we're hurt, we're on the bench. We let everybody know how we feel about in other. One way or another. You know what I mean? Right. And sometimes you just need to go to rehab, yeah, read a good, read a good, read a good book, and and I think she just need like cause uh, is it Tamara that's on the show or Tia? Mm-hmm. Tamara. Tamara looked like oh my goodness. She's like, <laughs> I'm not dealing with that mess. She said oh my goodness. All right, I'm, I'm gonna say something. Um, now a lot of people don't agree with this. Me and you are on the same page about this. But let's just be honest. And I want to be really honest about two things. One, ladies, I'm going to be real with you. When you give up the draws, 
just gonna be honest. I just want to be real because like I get a lot of friends, female coworkers, people that I, that I talk to mm-hmm. who ask me for advice from male perspective. And I give them this advice about sex from a male's perspective. And it seems like women don't want to believe it. Yeah. But this is the reality of how a man's mentality is. If it's not covered by the blood, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you really put... But I, even love, I love how you put that, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. For even real, Even with real. those who have, you know, I'm just saying, like, just male instincts, how we were kind of wired, like... When you throw sex into the picture so soon, you put yourself in a dangerous position. Man, sex is a blind is oh, it's a blinding bro. factor, bro. You put yourself in a dangerous position relational wise and emotionally. Yeah. And when you do that, you setting yourself up. If you're doing that, I believe me personally, this is coming from ex- living a of a person who have had sex before marriage to a man who's now saying I'm going to be abstinence until mm-hmm. I get married you have to if you are sexually active in dating you have to learn you you are not allowing the relationship a full opportunity to blossom to where in where you can see if this is for you or not when mm. you add the sex into it now you're putting fog in the room yeah and then you're it's basically like it's like you have a, a you you picked out this is the land I want to build a house. You build that house, you get all your materials, and you build it in a nice sunny day. Now the moment you have sex, now you won't have dew everywhere. It's fog, early morning fog, and now you're trying to build a house with thick fog. And you're thinking that this fog is like, oh, this is a mystery. Yeah. I like this. You're like, oh, it's cool. This is this is a God answer my prayers. I wanted to have a cool day. About to get in the car accident. Bruh, remember when we drove in that fog from San yeah, Diego? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you have to be able to, you as an individual, yeah. have to have self control within yourself. Yeah. In spite of your desires to say, I'm not going to have sex with this person. I'm going to get to know this person clearly with a clear mind clear vision to see what truly is. You got to learn how to use your discernment. Right. And when you don't do that, you put yourselves in position to get hurt. This is reality. We And whether we want to say this stuff is true, we know it's not popular opinion. We know this is completely going against the grain of what society is saying or do. But we have to be honest as adults. Yeah. When sex is in the pictures, it muddy the waters and it creates... An atmosphere that people get hurt in, and it happens all the time. But we think, as because we're adults, that we can handle it, and we can't. We have surviving R. Kelly with a bunch of women who cannot handle what happens when sex is in the picture. When people use sex as a weapon, let's just be honest. That's real. So when you have weaponized, and men do this, some men can play the part really well just to get the draws. It's, and. But the fact is, some women are playing the part too. And, but I was about to say, some women too, because some women be like, well, girl, "Girl, you know, I gotta have it. I got, I got to have mine, because you know, I can't go too long without it." But then you play yourself. Or then, I don't, or I don't, uh, I don't know if I can be in a long-lasting relationship with him sex. and with and unless, yeah. But you, now you don't have to agree with this philosophy. I'm just telling you from my travels on this planet. I know what I know. 
Yeah, and I mean, just, yo, like... It's a scientifically fact <laughs> that sex changes the chemistry in people, in relationships. So, you, it, it, this is a scientific fact, so you don't even have to take my word for it. You can just look at the scientific fact of it. This is reality. So, it sounds like to me that <laughs> you dating and you doing things that just ain't working out for you. And instead of saying... I need to switch it up and maybe choose different or do things different. Yeah. What I'm going to do different is date a white man. Because black men, to me, what I've what I've seen, oh, yeah, they can't. No, they don't know how to be faithful. No, that's no, that's not true. Maybe you don't know how to be in a successful relationship without sex. We all got to ask yourself these questions before we get married. I mean, like this, we got to be honest with ourselves. At this yeah. Point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I just feel like sometimes we have to do those self-checks. We talked about that the last episode. Yeah. You know, taking time to heal, to self-check, to to say, I'm going to be by myself for a while. I'm not going to have sex for a while. I'm going to get all that out my spirit, out my system. So yeah. I'm not trying to date from a desperate place. Or from a hurting place. From a hurting place. Expecting somebody else to heal the places that People I need to heal myself. Heal, God can only heal. Yeah, that's just the reality. You know what I'm saying? So then you start saying these statements because I know I'm gonna be real. We've all been here. You know, when you get hurt, you like, man, I ain't dating no more. <laughs> I'm gonna be by myself forever, bruh. But then you know you start seeing some comedies, little romantic comedies, like, oh, bruh, that ticker, that thing be talking, <laughs> you know what bro. I'm saying? You're like, I do want to be with somebody. You see an old couple at a restaurant, just just looking in love. You looking like, bruh, it gets even worse when you start like when you start seeing like. uh we start seeing little uh, young couples, and they got little, they got, uh, they got little one, and exactly. they be like, and they just look in love, like they trying to just work it. It's like, bro, it's, it's like relationships is work, man. It's yeah, a process. It so it's like, if and the thing is, it's the reality. Like, if somebody do you dirty, that's their problem. That's not really you. That has nothing to do with you. You and, know what I'm saying? And my thing is too, like, it's not, it's not, you're not in the wrong to hurt. Right. Pain is a part of the process. It's a part of the process. It's part of the. Journey. But don't. But don't, but don't kick everybody else down. It's like seeing red, bruh. Yeah, it's like, red. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like. Because she says something. She said, I don't speak for the black community, but. Yeah, I can't get at every girl that looks like Angela Simmons, like mad at, at or avoid every girl that looks like Angela Simmons right. just because Angela Simmons doesn't know me. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, exactly. Exactly. You, you feel me? Like, yeah. it, it, it's that thing of. It's that thing, and I was just I just want to be careful because I don't want to put any particular. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like if I said that every beautiful girl, um, of every beautiful girl that, you know, that has a particular figure, mm-hmm. has a particular hairstyle, like I would never, right? You know what I mean? Like all those are are not well. You know what I mean? Like that wouldn't be that wouldn't be right. right. You know what I mean? Right. Like absolutely. Like that—that's ill, and that also shows my immaturity. And like, man, and let's let me say one more thing. Let's let's flip back. Like, but you have power and you have success too. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, you have power now. You have so again. Yeah. What are your expectations? Come on now. And, and I would say this too, like, fellas, we have to do a better job, men in general. Agree. This is not even about a black man thing. We have to do a better job of making sure that we are treating women in this world with more respect. True. We have to do a better job of that. I mean, like, look, we know we. Hey, look, 
We know. Oh, you know we 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 know we know we know we we understand. But you know what I look at it as if it's like, man, you know, I might have daughters. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And the last thing I want to do is to treat a woman a way that somebody could potentially treat my daughter the same way. That's a good word. Brother. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, look, fellas, just do better because look, look, look what they're saying about us. Look at what's being said on us about national TV. And we don't say these things. Even though we know the abuse happens to us, our ego won't allow us to say it. Yeah. Let's be real, fellas. Ladies, if you listen to it, I'm going to give you an inside peek of what the men really think. Yeah. We see when a woman only uses us for dinners. Can I keep it honest and all Keep it 100. We understand that there is some men that get put in positions where they are just boy toys. And they feel disgusted about what they be doing. Bruh. They know. They know when a woman only want they for their money, only want the cuddles and nothing else, only want the conversation, hit them up with the late night text, and you don't want nothing but just I'm bored text. Yeah. And we, and the issue is, bro, we like the cuddles. Yeah. So we'll end up. We'll do it. If we like you, we will do it. <laughs> But when we recognize it sometimes, that is leading to nowhere. And that basically some women just like to be time wasters. Don't be a time waster. We just go through with it. And then we complain to the homies like, man, she ain't trying to, she don't really like me. Yeah. Let's keep it real. Like, I'm, I'm going to keep give you a real honest, honest conversation. Yeah. We see it. Yeah. But our ego won't allow us to publicly put it out there like, man, this girl was playing me, yo. Like dog, she only call me when she, she only call me every two weeks, bro. When I get paid, yeah. It's like, can we keep it real? Keeping a hundred, bro. So it's like we see it, but look, fellas, we can't treat every woman the same as the one that hurt us. That's so real, bro. Because now we're creating a vicious cycle. You know what I'm saying? So we got to do a better job of healing. You know what I'm saying? Of healing, and then treat women with respect. And then not only that, carrying us, carry ourselves as the respect we deserve. That's real. You know what I'm saying? And even for the fellas, if you come across somebody that just don't treat you the way you deserve, you got to be strong. Yes, you fine. But nah, nah. Hey, can, you want to can you come have dinner? Nah, I'm busy. I'm good. That's real. I'm good. Hey, you know, but why? Don't you? Yeah, you know, it's cool. It's cool. Hey, I got some other things I got going on right now. But hey, you be blessed, though. All right? Got now? to. You got to have this. You got to have you set those boundaries. Yourself. You got to set boundaries for yourself and have respect for yourself so that even if you come across women that it doesn't work with, they can look at you to a friend of like, yo, it didn't work out between me and him. But that's a good man right there. Yeah. I, I want to see him happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's be the goal. Let's that, let that be the goal for men and women. In that's a good word, brother. Anything, any person that we choose to deal with. Whether it don't go right and we just be, choose to be platonic or just move on and just say, hey, it would be a cordial situation. Let's leave it where the person could look at you years down the line or later when they run into you and be like, yo, that's a good dude right there. Or we could be like, that's a good woman, bro. I want to see her happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to we gotta do that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, let's just do better in relationships this year. And we all can learn. We can all grow from it, myself included. We can all learn and grow. Oh, but yes. it's like these statements don't make black people look right. Not just black men. It don't make black women look good either. Yeah. I mean, we ain't on the same page about nothing. Something is a disconnect. 
Yeah. Let's fix the disconnect. Yeah, that's good. You know what I'm saying? That's good. Let's allow God to make the bridge happen. And let's just treat people better. You know, who you deal with at work, who you come across, across with in just normal life. Let's just treat each other better. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Because kids is watching this. How many teenage girls or, or dudes or anybody who watched that show and was like, girl, yep. Because they hurt too. Bishop T.D. Jakes, what's the name of that series? It's a very, he wrote a book about it, He Motions. Uh, Have you ever seen the He Motions sermon? I know it's fire. <laughs> he says something in that thing where he says, he said, he's talking about men, but he's basically, at this particular moment, he's talking to women about how grandma from a generation where you just stay in a marriage regardless of what was going on whether grandpa was cheating or not you just stay with them he was like but now the mom who saw what grandma went through made a vow that she would never let a man treat her like that so what she ended up doing is not knowing how to respect a man because she didn't see grandma respect herself so now she's in relationships trying to talk down to a man, um, talk crazy to a man, having these unrealistic expectations because all she's doing, because she didn't see grandma respect herself, her mother respect herself. Now she's looking at um, relationships from a place of, I'm never going to let a man do that to me. She's in survival mode. She says, so what she do is she end up in a situation where she never trusts men, but she only trying, but she still seek love. Mm-hmm. Right, she says. So now she might have a, a a relationship. She get married, but then it's a failed relationship. It might end in divorce, or she might get end up pregnant. So what she teaches the daughter is now, you see how all this is how all men are. This is what your grandpa was doing. This is what your daddy was doing. What you think a man gonna do to you? Don't trust these men out here. He said. But then what happens is she might run across a a, a boy who, who saw grandpa treat grandma like that. That he saw how mom never allowed a man to take his place as leader in the home. So he see how mom teaches the daughter, don't trust men. And he said, he's left looking like, well, how do I learn how to lead? How do I learn how to be a husband? If I had a bad example from grandpa and pop and pop, and you told me not to be like pop and you kept me away from pop. And now I see you telling my sister never to trust men. Where does that leave me at? I said, brother, that right there, it explained to me. When I saw that, I said, that's why he blew up. Because he touched <laughs> on something that is rally. It's a cycle that we create because out of pain. Yeah. And we don't choose to deal with it. So we just passing it. Yeah. That's, see, what she thinking we passed from slavery, that's not what we passing from slavery. So what yeah. she talking about? No, that's, no. What we pass from slavery is the mentality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we. I, what I don't want to do is play a part in a cycle we want to break the cycle that's good you know what i'm saying so it's like that's just the last thing i'm gonna say on lonnie love hey lonnie love we praying for you i'm gonna make a suggestion Mm -hmm. that we've shared a lot Mm -hmm. because this could be another jesus king episode if we go to the third part but um that's so next episode we're gonna touch on this subject because that ain't gonna go nowhere for a win because especially since we're going to get to grammy oh yeah and then we'll also give our top 10 albums yeah, of let's 2019. Do that. Let's, do that. let's do that. And then, yeah. Yeah. How you feeling? I agree with you. Lonnie Love got me a little heated. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. 
Lonnie tripping, you know what I'm saying? But I still love Lonnie, you know what I'm saying? I love Lonnie too. I, I, you know what I mean? I just really hope that she find the love that she deserves. Yeah, and it's for any woman that feels that way. Because I hear, I'm going to be honest, I hear that a lot, you know, um, from women that ask me advice about stuff. And I try to tell them, like, ah, oh, you know, all men ain't like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like me saying all cops don't like black men. They want to oh kill black people. That's not true. Right. That's just whether now I'm not I'm not naive to what's going on. Right. But but the reality of it is every cop is not the same. Right. And I have to give every cop that type of respect. Right. So I'm not gonna do a dangerous and irresponsible thing with this platform and say, Hey y'all, I'm gonna tell you right now, all cops is the same. They just out here trying to kill Negroes. Right. It's just not the reality, you know. Right. So it's just like I just expect more from people like that. Right. But no. then again, there's a door go. That's me messing up my expectations. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? So, nah, we, we we just can't allow that to happen. Not on this. Not the tribe. No, nah, everybody gonna get fair love. We are gonna treat women with respect, fellas, and ladies. We gonna treat men with respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I just hear that a lot from women where they be like, oh, all men's are dogs. You know, men don't. Then it's like, nah, you just dealing with dogs. Yeah, You're dealing with some boys. What's what, what's your what's your taste? You know what I'm saying? Do you like you know? Do you like Chihuahuas? Do you like Rottweilers? You know yeah. What, I'm what you like? Or, like yes, you might have you might have Fleming's expectation, but you might have to go down to uh, some Ruby Tuesday. You feel me? And ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. It's nothing wrong with that. I feel like this, man. Like what I'm learning, man, is that how can I say this? In order to know what it, in order to know what true happiness feels like in a relationship, you cannot be afraid to set boundaries. Yeah, you can't. You can't because that's how. That's one of the things I was gonna say. Um, when and we and you know this is true. When women talk like that to a man and they're trying to date them, and you give off give us that vibe, we instantly. I'm gonna be real, ladies. This is. We instantly mm-hmm. put you in a box. Oh, we put you in a category of like. Now some heathens out there will be like. They they will. They can be like okay, I'm just gonna try to smash. I'm just gonna try to. Reality, even though you tell them that you hurt, but they just looking at you like, yeah, she. Yeah. Some other fellas will be like. Yeah, I'm not calling her back. Yeah, we ain't going to be no second dates. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. We ain't trying to hear about you complaining. I'm sure she's telling her man the same thing. Like, oh, black men, you know, they just be out here. And it's like, come on, cut that out. Right. No, you're, you're. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're. Um, we can't be continuing general sh- generational cycles on TV. Somebody got to cut it out. Speak, speak life. You know what I'm saying? But look, ladies and gentlemen, we thank y'all so much for tuning in to us rent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? 2020 came in hot. Hot, hot. You know what I mean? Uh, but check this out. We're going to give you more content this year. We're going to have fun this year. And uh, we 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 glad that you're on this journey with us. You yes. Know what I'm saying? We, next episode, we're going to give you all our top 10 albums from 2019. We're going to talk about the Grammys. We're going to have fun uh, with that. We're going to give our predictions. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? By that time, too. You know what I mean? Uh, All-Star might be coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have some fun with that. We're going to try to get Chris in the building. We're going to talk. And uh, we're going to continue on this thing. Let me leave y'all with this, though. Last time I told y'all, I'm going to give y'all my review of the Anita Baker concert that I went to. Share, brother. Hey, let me tell y'all right now. 
the goat is the goat for a reason. You know what I'm saying? She sounded amazing, bro. When I tell you amazing, amazing. Yeah. She had some diva moments. <laughs> I'll get to that on next episode. Yeah. But overall, I was pleased. It was an amazing concert. And she announced that she's going to be doing a residency in Las Vegas. Yes. She's doing a residency Woo! in Las Vegas. So this will be her last tour. And she's going to now transition over to doing the, the, the residency in Las Vegas. So, yo, if y'all get an opportunity to go see the queen, Anita Baker, please do it. Her voice is amazing. It's held up over the years. To me, it even sound better. Um, I think she got a little hip issue. So, she, you know, she kind of limps around. But yeah, she's she got her grandma limp. Yeah, but she got she's very energetic, vibrant, full of smiles and love. And yeah, it was just a dope, dope concert, man. Me and my family enjoyed it. And uh, y'all definitely gotta go go uh check her out. I love it. You know what I mean? So uh anything else you want to say to the tribe before we get up out of here? Y'all man, just uh uh just stay encouraged. Stay encouraged, stay encouraged. Love you, Lonnie. Love. We love you, Lonnie. It's all good. Hey, blessings to you and your, and, your, and your gentlemen out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we're going to leave y'all like we always leave y'all. You know how we're going to do it. You know, God never told us to figure him out. He just told us to trust him. Boom.